0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a nova life, a new life. If you were here last week, we were, started a series for Christmas, for December, called The Christmas Miracles. Now, there's something about this time of year, isn't there? I said it last week, I don't know, I remember growing up in church, I was a church kid and some of you aren't, maybe some of you weren't church kids, but I grew up, and I remember thinking Christmas time, it was the closest that I felt like everybody was a Christian and had faith, because they were singing songs like Joy to the World. They were talking about Silent Night. They were talking about peace and hope and forgiveness and a Savior being born, and there was a joy in the streets. If you can push away the com- commercialism and the stress, and there's something about this time of year, I believe that the world gets a glimpse of what. The heaven is like, and what a life of faith is like, and that's why there's something special about it. And we're believing this month we're going to encourage you. We believe you're going to fall more in love with God, His Bible, His plan for you. And last week we started a thing called Christmas Miracles. We're taking four characters from the, the Christmas story, unpacking them, and pulling out truths that we believe are applicable to our life today, that we can that wa- that echoes through eternity, that can help us live our faith, help us in our businesses, in our homes, in our parenting, in our singleness, in our marriages. And we believe in this Christmas miracles that when, uh, when this year ends, as we go into the next year, we're going to be more like God, more in love with God, and more ready for the year. Can someone say amen? amen. Tonight, if you have your Bible, uh, if you don't have a Bible, you'll see it on the screen behind me. Uh, Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. I'm going to start reading in verse 18. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, that's fine. You're going to see it behind me. We're reading a story from Joseph's perspective. He's our second character. Last week, we talked about Mary. Tonight, very quickly, before we do some baptisms and celebrate people, uh, making a public confession. Baptism is a public confession of a private commitment. I've said this before, but when I got married on May 2000, May 20th, right? May 20th? You know you're married when you look at each other, right? You know, married, who was it just got married recently and I asked them a question and they'd look at their spouse before they answered? That's how you know you're married. Like, hey, you free free Friday night? Am I free Friday night, right? Married (laughs) couples look at each other. May 20th, right? 2000. 18 years. 18 years ago. Feels like 20. Okay. No, it feels awesome. It feels like, feels like 20 minutes ago. It's so amazing. <clears throat> I'm going to stop talking and read. Okay. Uh, but when we got married, it was a very private with 200 people ceremony in Newfoundland, in St. John's, Newfoundland. And um, but it's amazing is that private commitment, but we both put wedding rings on our fingers which is a public confession no matter where we are. People say, hey, they made a commitment to somebody. And, and baptism is a public confession. It's the wedding ring of your private commitment. And some of us have made a commitment in your, in your room to God or maybe even in this room here on a Sunday morning or maybe uh, it's been driving your car or somewhere else. You say, God, I want you to, to give you my life. I want to I do life together. I want you to forgive me for my sin. And I want you to lead me into my future. It's a private commitment. But baptism is the wedding ring going, I want the world to know that I am his and he is mine, that I'm in this with him, and we are excited tonight. Matthew chapter 1, if you're there, say hey. If you're lying, say hey, hey. Always, there's always, always a few. Verse 18, if you've got your Bible, maybe a digital Bible, iPhone Bible, or you'll see it behind me, says this. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, "'Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, "'for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, by God himself. "'And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, "'for he will save the people from their sins.'" All this occurred to fulfill God's message through the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. He's not distant. He's not far. He's not removed. He's not distracted. You need to know tonight, Jesus is with us. He is with you in your journey. He's with you in your pain and your gain. He's not removed, distracted, or denied. God is with us. That is what we celebrate this time of year. Verse 24. I wanted to preach right there. You see that? I almost... I almost got distracted, babe, but I'm focused tonight. Verse 24, when Jesus woke up, sorry, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded, and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. Tonight, for the next just few minutes, very few minutes, before we go into baptisms tonight and celebrate. 19 people getting baptized tonight. I want to talk on this topic really quick, the amen miracle. Look at your neighbor and say amen. The amen miracle. You know, I realize it's rare to get people to agree on something. Have you realized that yet? Some of you don't agree with me, right? It's, it's rare to get people, everybody, to agree on the same thing. Like, it's rare to get people to agree on the same, who's their favorite hockey team? What's your favorite hockey team, someone? Favorite hockey team? Favorite hockey team? I'm sorry? You said the Leafs. I heard you. I'm just sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Okay. It's hard to get people to to agree on what the favorite Christmas album is. Favorite Christmas album. Justin Bieber. I'm too late now to say sorry for that one. Okay. Someone else. Elvis. Thank you. Thank you very much. Someone else. Michael Brubier. He's still alive. Amazing. Okay. My favorite, in case you're wondering, is Celine Dion. I know. Some of you are disappointed. I know. Your heart will still go on if you're disappointed. But we don't agree on these things. I think there's one thing we can agree on, and this is it. This is it. Church can be weird sometimes everybody said? Yeah. Can we agree on that? Church, I'm like, so yeah, my church is really weird. I, sometimes church gets weird sometimes. Like, like songs we sing, sayings we do, phrases we say. Like there's songs, it's a good song, but sometimes to a guest especially walking in, we sing a song like Lion and the Lamb. People go, I don't understand why there's animals in this song. It's like <laughs> Shubenacchity, like One of them's going to come out and see a shadow. I don't even know what's happening right now. There's a lion, there's a lamb, there's a goat, there's a tiger, there's a bear. Oh my, I don't even know, right? But sometimes church can be weird. We say things like, open the eyes of my heart. Really, like, think about that. If you've never been in church before, they're singing, open the eyes of my heart. You're like, don't even know. Don't even know what you mean right now, but okay, let's go there, right? I'm sure sure the guests are like, this is a little crazy. And then we go into the blood of Jesus or the blood of the lamb. And I swear they're like, okay, Cheryl, let's go to the car. We're done, right? And when we mentioned the blood, of, the blood of the lamb, Cheryl, run, Cheryl, run. I knew it was a cult, right? Because sometimes church is weird. Sometimes church is weird. We can agree on that. We say things in church. We have this lingo and, and words, and we say things. And one thing we say all the time is amen. It's a church word, amen. You hear it all the time, amen, amen, amen. It, people end prayers that way. People sometimes say it in church when I'm preaching. You go, amen. You're, you're, it's a church word. I preach in in the South quite a bit, in Texas, Oklahoma, and other places. And when you preach in the Southern states, they have a thing called Amen Corner. In every church, there's this one corner of the church, and they're just there to amen and shout down the preacher. That's their job. Amen, preacher. Amen, preacher. That's a good word, preacher. And, like, they are so good at amening, they make you feel like you're a better preacher than you actually are. Like, you ever go bowling and they put those bumpers in the gutters so you can't do anything but a strike? That's what they do when you're preaching. You could be the worst preacher in the world, but they're standing up and looking at you going, oh, that's so good, that's so good, amen, amen, amen. Oh, you preach it, white boy, that's so good. And you're like, I'm a good preacher. I swear, you could get up there and recite, Mary had a little lamb, and they'd shout back at you, mm mm-hmm, Mary had a little lamb. Sometimes the amen corner pre- is amen and better than I preach. Mary, hello, lamb. And they'll start clapping back. Oh, yeah, fleece is white as snow. He went to the cross, so you're good to go. You know, like, okay, just simmer down, right? Amen corner. You know, I want you to know tonight that word amen, the power of amen, the miracle of amen. The, pa- the word amen actually means so be it. I agree. That's why you're, we say it when we pray. What we're saying is we all agree. Thank you, God, for this food. Thank you for providing. When, that's why we close a prayer, what you're saying. That's why when we're preaching sometimes, you'll hear people say amen. What they're saying is, I agree. Yeah, me too. I, I, that resonates with me. I, I, I feel that. Amen is more than just an ending to a prayer. It's a saying, so let it be. I agree. Let me be a part of this. I'm with you all the way. That's what amen means. In this story that we read tonight that happened, Joseph, it's amazing to me that when God does something, We should be the biggest amen corner promoters and builders and supporters of it in the world. When God does something, there should be something inside his church that says, if God, 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 you're doing something, amen. Amen corner. God, I'm with you. God, I'm with you, heart and soul. God, I am with you. I believe this. If God's in it, I'm with it. I believe as a church, if God's in it, I'm with it. I don't know that person, man. They're coming to church. I don't know. You know their past? Do you know who they are? Do you know what they have did? I don't know. If God's in it, I'm with it. Amen. People walk through these doors. People go, you don't know where I've been, what I've done. Listen, if God's in it, I'm with it. If God's doing something in your life, I am with you, heart and soul. If God's in it, I'm with it. Joseph, in this story tonight, in one day, his whole world changes. He is sitting there engaged to this young lady. They have dreams about the future, children and Houses and careers and travels and they have these dreams and in one day he wakes up and finds out his fiance is pregnant and he knows he's not the father because they're both virgins. He's like, I know it wasn't me, so you're pregnant and I know I'm not the father. He makes these plans to, he's a good man, doesn't want to embarrass her, so he makes these plans to break off the engagement in private and move on. In that moment, his dreams are dead. He he had uh, seen uh, their future together, but now that is done. The the thought of kids and, and a house and a home and a life together. In that moment, with her pregnancy, and he knows he's not the father, the dreams of the future die. And then in a dream, an angel lets him know that, no, no, this is all part of the plan to save humanity from their sin to save humanity from their unrighteousness, to save humanity that are far from God. And the turning point for me, I don't get time tonight to unpack this, but the turning point in this story, the turning point in my life is the same as Joseph's, is when his question turned from, why is this happening to what is God doing? At one point he's like, why is she pregnant? What's going on? Why is this happening? And all of a sudden his switches go, no, no, what is God doing? And if God's in it, I'm with it. I want to encourage you tonight. The question we should be asking ourselves as Christians, as people of faith, is going, not why is this happening? Why am I just going through a tough season? Why is it happening to my kids? Why is this tough? But go, go, what is God doing? And if God's doing it, if he's doing it, I'm with it. Joseph turns in this moment. His response was, I'm all in. Okay, let's do this. I'm a part of this. I'm not going to divorce her. I'm not going to separate from our engagement. I'm going to marry her. I'm going to commit to the plan. What he said was, amen. I'm in. Let it be. So let it be with us. So let it be with me. If God, if you're in it, I'm with it. That's what he said in that moment. It turned the story around when he went from why is this happening to God, what are you doing? A miracle happens in that moment. I believe in 2018 on the on the, on the doorstep of 2019 in my life, I don't want to say, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? Why is this struggle? Why is this person? I want to say, God, what are you doing? And God, if you're in it, I'm with it. Because that's where the miracle happens in our lives. Our miracle is in our amen. God, if you're doing it, let it be in my life. God, if you're about it, God, I want to be a part of it. God, I agree with you, heart and soul. A miracle happens. Joseph agreed to a plan. His amen, his agreeing, cost him his reputation. Yeah, they're getting married, but do you know that's not his baby? I don't know. That's not his baby. And he knows what God said, but he has an internal word. But he has to lay down his reputation. His amen cost him his reputation. Jesus made himself of no reputation, but so did his parents. He's like, I'll give, you know what, I know I'm shunned. I know we're gonna go into restaurants and places and they're not gonna serve my wife. I know people are gonna say, he doesn't even look like you. That's not your baby. And they're gonna accuse him. But he said, no, no, when I say amen, God, if you're in it, I'm with it. When I say amen, I'm saying no to my reputation. His amen overruled his doubts. There gotta be moments going, did God say was that too much pizza? Was that too much, was that too much hummus I had last night? Was that an angel? I don't know. That sounds kind of crazy. God, your rescue plan through my fiance. But listen, his amen overruled his doubts. His amen demanded his resources. Read your Bible. It says not only am I going to get through this moment, I'm going to parent this boy. I'm going to teach him a trade. I'm going to pay for his schooling. I'm going to pay for his clothes. I'm going to spend my time. I'm going to spend my money. I'm going to give him my trade, my business, and my talents. Jesus was a carpenter. Why? Because Joseph gave him his business. When he said amen, it demanded his resources. When you say, God, I'm with you, I'm giving you my reputation. I'm giving you my time. I'm giving you my doubts. And I'm giving you my resources. His amen set him at the center of God's plan and changed the world. So what about tonight? Tonight I'm preaching this way because you're about to see some people say amen to God's plan in their life. Are we asking tonight, why is this happening? Or are we saying, God, what are you doing? Some people are going to come across the stage. Some people are going to be preaching on this place. Some people are going to be leading worship. Some people are sitting here going, I know them. I don't know if people really know the real them. Why are they here? Why are they a part of this? No, no, the question is, what is God doing? Because if God's doing it, I'm with it. Tonight I want to ask you about you. What's God doing in your life? In a world of critics... Be a cheerleader. I watch the news, listen to the news. In a world of critics, let us be cheerleaders. Saying, God, if you're a winner, I'm going to cheer you on. Yes and amen from my heart, from my wallet, from my time, from my family. God, I support you. In a world that wants to criticize faith and our government and our teachers and our politicians and people, say, God, I won't be a critic. I'm going to be a cheerleader. If you're in it, I'm cheering for it. Let us be a church that's, that's positive. Cheering people on in their journey of faith. Tonight, we're, we're going to amen. We're going to stand with, we're going to ch- agree with, and we're going to cheer on 19 people getting baptized tonight. People that are saying, if God's in it, I'm with it. Tonight, they're going to say a public confession of a private decision, going, it might cost me a reputation. Man, I don't know. If people see this on Facebook, if they see it on Instagram, if people walk in here that know me, man, like, I don't know. That's my reputation, go, no, no. When I say amen, if God's in it, my reputation is secondary. People go, I'm with this with my resources, some of go, I have doubts. People go, I don't know, man. What, what if I come out of this water and next week I, I mess up and I go back to my old life? What if I have these moments of weakness? And they push their doubts aside go, no, no, I'm with it. If God's in it, I'm with it. And amen tonight. People are going to stand up here and make a public confession. They are saying amen to what God's doing in their lives. They're saying amen to God's plan over people's opinions. They're saying amen to a life of following Jesus. And tonight, together, we get to be a part of this. And we get to amen what God's doing in their life. We're going to cheer them on. And tonight it's going to be a little different. We're going to have a worship service for the next little while. And you're going to see people get baptized. And as they're getting baptized, you're going to stand and we're going to sing. And can I encourage you, when they come out of that water tonight, I want you to cheer. I want you to holler. And you're going to say, listen, I'm not a critic. I'm a cheerleader. When they come out of that water saying, I want to add my amen to theirs, going, if God's in it, I'm with it tonight. The miracle of amen. Together we're going to celebrate what God's doing in this church. What God's doing in people's lives. Amen. In a moment, you're going to see people baptized. A little different. You're going to see parents baptizing their own kids. You're going to see friends baptizing friends. You're going to see mentors. People that have helped them in their faith. Baptized people new in their faith. It's not always the pastor. People of influence in their spiritual journey are going to get a privilege to baptize them tonight. I think that's amazing. Why? What they're saying is, you know what? I want to be a part of this moment. I want to add my amen to their journey tonight. Tonight we're going to worship. We're going to ask you in a moment, when this video is done, stand and worship. And tonight we're going to hear some stories. We're going to see people step out in faith. And we're going to see what God's going to do. And if he's in it, I'm with it. Yes and amen. Amen.